Hey guys, well, new year, new format. Uh, Sonia and I are really uh, doing our best to really help explain the nuances of relationship in relation to hormonal fluctuations and changes. And so the whole idea is that we will dialogue and hopefully share some points that are worth sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the rest of, I don't know, next several weeks, you'll probably be hearing us um, chatting about our own experiences with hormones and inner relationship and how it impacts our relationship and how it could support you in understanding your hormones more deeply so that you can show up as the best version of you for yourself, for all your relations. Yeah, and so what did we talk about today? We talked about a lot of things. Yeah. We talked about how I've got it like covered when it comes to relationship. <laughs> Humility is really you know big with this one. But I'm we, just we kidding. Had, she asked talked me. about like, some hard questions evolution. yeah evolution yeah. of a relationship yeah mm -hmm. and and that change is a constant mm -hmm. that's you know that's a reality and then how do we mm -hmm. dance in life together mm -hmm. knowing our hormonal rhythms yeah and why that's so important in um for a couple to understand each other yeah better so enjoy let us know what you think of this new format and um we've got lots more to come Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. One of the things I think that we've all really recognized over, you know, maybe our own life or over the past few years is that community is so important mm -hmm. and having a safe space to really reflect mm -hmm. on what's important and obviously with regards to your health, but also just other aspects to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had different conversations with different guests, um, even our own patients and each other about that safety piece that without safety, healing actually can't occur. And that this is what we love about some of the groups that we've created, especially our Health Ignited Club, where we come together and create a safe space so that everyone can heal together, grow together, learn together, and really understand what's important as a collective so that we can also work on what's important as an individual. Yeah, and it's interesting because I think it's, there's so much information in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get lost and there's all the, like the how-to, how to, how to solve this problem, how to, you know, how to work on this aspect of your lifestyle. And what, what Sonia and I do is we've got you know, a wide range of different mentors and, and, and including, you know, the podcast guests that we've got a chance to connect with. And so we, we get a chance to filter information as we all do down into our own unique parts in a way to articulate that into, into your unique lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And we, so we found great value in being in you know, mastermind groups and collaboration and learning from other people. And so the whole goal of our Health Ignited Club is to bring all of that wisdom into, into these communities. Mm -hmm. So we'd love for you to join that community. There's already amazing individuals in there that, so we can support each other. Because really, if we become more aligned with ourselves, that's when we're going to make change in yeah. our own life and everybody else's. Yeah, so uh, if you find out more, go to drsjensen.com and you can learn more about the Health of Meta Club there. Hello, my love. Here we are, 
uh, for first podcast of the year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be chatting all about our, our relationship um, and how it relates to our hormones and mm-hmm. what that means for, for our health and our healing and, and really actually like what that means for our longevity or the way that we like to refer to it as your health span. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's funny because um, I think it was 2012 where you brought in this idea that right. we should focus on hormones and I was so resistant to it. Why? Why, why were you res- resistant? Well, I think more resistant because it was mostly focused on BHRT, right. bioidentical hormones. But I think I always thought I would have a practice like physical medicine mm. was my thing. And then you brought in hormones and we started learning more and now everything I do is hormones. Mm. So you're welcome. I guess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny, right? Yeah. You know, I feel like that happens a lot with our business um, not always. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I would say more more lately, it's been you that's been like the creative genius. Uh, I'm not going to say that I was a creative genius, but I think that there was an opportunity to really learn more, like, very like very specialized, very niche into an area mm-hmm. that we were both had interest in. Mm-hmm. But it was also an area that was really not taught no. in our naturopathic training. No. And so hormones were talked about and we sort of related to them. Um and hormone balancing came up with like herbology and things like that, a little bit with nutrition, but this whole world of BHRT and really understanding deeply what it means to have mm-hmm. optimized hormones. Yeah, that that came with, um, you know, the introduction to Ron Brown. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and it kind of opened up doors of understanding um, the impact that the hormones actually have in the body and especially in relationships. I remember this one patient who came in, I think maybe we've heard this story before, but um, we had seen his friends who were a couple individually. And then he came in, I think, to get some IVs done. And he was like, do you guys realize you saved a marriage? And we had no idea. Yeah, We knew that they were going through things, but we didn't know how it evolved afterwards and what happened. And just hearing that really sparked warm and interest for me of like, wow, like these chemical messengers that we don't know anything about, we're not taught anything, even though they influence our everyday life from the moment we're born till the moment we're gone and yet we have zero understanding and they can influence everything our relationships and which is like the most important thing in this lifetime mm-hmm. well you know it's interesting because when we first brought in that program into our clinic um we we had we had reservations about it mm-hmm. because the, we you know as naturopathic doctors we, we keep thinking about how do we find the most holistic most natural least invasive way to help someone with their health. And I know that we were feeling conflict with bioidentical hormone therapy, even mm-hmm. though it was, you know, natural. Right. Right. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think it's super interesting. Yeah, I think just because feeling. of our training, I think that's anybody that goes to a certain type of training, you get, um, what's that word, indoctrinated <laughs> into that way of thinking. So then we thought anything from a conventional medical perspective wasn't the right way. And mm-hmm. we weren't being true to like how we were trained. And yet now that the more the more we understood it and, and the results that we saw mm-hmm. in people, and like, again, going back to that relationship, I mean, women coming in with like no libido, no desire or motivation for life, like depressed and put on antidepressants, um, hot flashes, not, like all these not things, sleeping, not sleeping. Yeah. So then that's impacting their career. It's impacting how they are with their children and everything, their um, ability to lose weight or not lose weight. And then when we started to see women 
completely different and men too mm-hmm. show up like three months later and completely different individuals that's when i really yeah. got to see like the power of bioidentical and also like knowing that that's not the true answer like there's so much more there's so many nuances so many layers that mm-hmm. we have to also look at that we now understand even more deeply yeah and, you know it's funny though like thinking back i remember there was there was a patient that uh, that sort of woke me up to this very linear thinking because essentially once we saw the results that you're speaking to, mm-hmm. the people just having these profound turnarounds in their health and like vitality and just feeling more purposeful in life, you just want, you know, it's kind of like everything's a nail and you've got the hammer. Mm-hmm. And it took a patient actually uh, saying to me, you know, you're just putting me on hormones. Mm-hmm. And like I was coming here expecting holistic care. And so isn't it interesting, this sort of full circle experience that we've both had, where we've, we were really hesitant to, to put our f- foot into this sort of hormone world with hormone therapy, um, and then realize the power of it and really dive in, in a big way and try to give get everybody supported in that kind of way, you know, again, when, when the symptoms were indicated, and then to have a patient actually go, you know what? I was expecting a completely different experience, which, you know, you know, fast forward to where we are now, we're actually really appreciating this dance uh, and nuance, like you said, of hormone optimization, when and when not to use hormone therapy, Mm -hmm. detox, you know, lifestyle essentials, you know, fasting, whatever it might be Mm -hmm. to really fill out this whole hormonal program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another layer that showed up for me is like, linking the emotions and trauma Mm. that we've experienced um, any childhood adverse event that we've experienced and how that actually influences how the hormones are created from the womb all the way up to these points where we start to feel these symptoms. So there's so many nuances, so many layers and so many connections that we didn't know before that we know today, which I think makes a huge difference in how we're communicating about hormones and why we feel like now this podcast needs to be more focused on those hormones and that relationship element between a couple and between yourself so that you can live like a fuller life. I feel like you can't live a fuller life unless you understand yourself. Yeah. It is interesting. I I find that so, you know, when it comes to patients or people that we work with, so many of them know that they don't like how they feel or there's a particular aspect of their health that they're just not liking. They know they probably need to do something about it. And yet there's so much limitation in education because they may come into the to the clinic or an experience with us sort of knowing what it is that they don't like and having an idea of how things are supposed to change. And yet to take someone from that point to start to expand them into all the things that it takes really to to live your best life as far as you know your health and everything else goes um this idea of relationships and um making better connections that self-love self-care like all of these components really come into play and so you know i I would love to hear maybe a little bit of like your experience of helping to lay that foundation for people that this journey that that people go on is is really an opportunity to 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 find out more about yourself to know thyself Mm -hmm. right yeah. Well, I think like for my practice anyways, reached a point where everyone showing up knows that they need to work on their hormones. So the first thing that I do is go through testing. But then after the testing is done, being able to relate that test to their everyday challenge, like showing them that, you know, the reason why you're feeling irritable with your partner at this time, 
of the month or the reason why you're feeling more anxious and all of this is because you can see that your hormones aren't optimal. They're not working the way they're supposed to. So as soon as you bridge that gap for somebody that it's not just in my head, I think that's the the biggest piece. Um, a lot of, I'll speak from like a women perspective, they go to the doctors, not feeling like themselves, but can't really explain what's going on, have all these symptoms showing up, feeling that lack of motivation. And the only response they get is either it's in your head or while well, you're aging, or here's an antidepressant and come back in six months or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So when you can start to bridge that gap for people, there's a deeper understanding. And then also like a relief that, oh, it's not just in my head. There's something physiologically changing in my body that is leading to this behavior that I have or this response that I have in my head or these emotions that are showing up all the time that I can't always control. There's a reason behind it. So as soon as there's a reason, then there's more motivation to actually take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what a common conversation that is mm-hmm. for to, for us to hear. You know, I I'm feeling a certain way, and then my doctor prescribed me an antidepressant. You know, not to bash doctors. Again, we kind of started this conversation of our own personal awakening of of you know, here's a nail, and we've got the hammer. You know, it's a similar kind of approach mm-hmm. where like there's a symptom set that someone's experiencing. Well, let's try this drug. Let's try this. If that one doesn't work, let's try this one. Um, you know, and this is sort of the existential crisis that I think everyone is in: is that there's there's many layers to address. There's a hormonal one. There's a nutritional one. There's a digestive one. There's a toxicity one. There's a relationship one. And so, you know, I think you know, leading it with a test to at least shine some light on where there's disruption. But then, you know, bring in all these other elements that that are making up this moment that people are, or this life that people are in, mm-hmm. is part of our challenge and and the joy really of being able to work with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the conversation, the more we have it, the easier it becomes to have this conversation with the next generation. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it actually needs to start that education around hormones and their impact. Right. Because when, you know, women are stepping into womanhood, there's like a clear change that's happened. They're now starting to bleed. Um, So they realize that, you know, there's something changing in my hormones, the conversation a little bit easier. But when it comes to young men, there really isn't that conversation because there isn't this big shift that happens. Mm -hmm. And yes, there's definitely changes that are happening in puberty. They're noticing their body changes, but there's no conversation around it. And even for women, there isn't a conversation around celebrating what's happened So most of our young life, we're ignoring our hormones, or we're looking at them in a way that they're this challenging thing that are impacting my ability to go out or my ability to work or to have energy or have cramping or whatever's going on. And then we go to the doctors, they give us a birth control pill, and we just don't think about it again. So if we can start changing the conversation around hormones at a young age, then we can step into adulthood in a very different way. And then understand, okay, I'm off this month, my energy is off, like what's going on, like what's influenced my hormones that are now impacting my thoughts, my behavior and my actions. Yeah. And to to that point of like our youth, Mm -hmm. we think we're indestructible, Mm -hmm. right? And so we're we're doing behaviors and things, staying out late or partying or whatever that looks like and sort of abusing our bodies because we just assume that we're going to feel or our, our resilience or recovery or whatever is, is just going to always be there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point in time where, well, it's just not there anymore. Or, or, you know, or, and I would say that maybe there's also, you know, some celebration in, in the suffering, 
you know, in the sense that, you know, we can stay up late multiple nights in a row and it's like really challenging to get up and going, but it's part of like the social norm mm -hmm. that, uh, of being sort of a low functioning human for a few days. You know, there's some mm -hmm. acceptance in that and there's like not realizing or recognizing the impact. So to your point of education, I think like, you know, just stirring up conversation around, around recovery and around healing and around what does it mean to, to feel your best as often as you can. Mm -hmm. And then are we willing to take responsibility when we're not, you know, doing all the things that, that are really supportive for our mm -hmm. health. And knowing that if we don't have an understanding, it's going to influence the yeah. choices that we make. Like there's been studies showing women on birth control will choose different partners than those that are not on birth control. Mm. So it's going to impact those decisions in your life. It's going to impact even your career path, which um, they've actually shown women on birth control have more of this like action oriented, more of this yang energy. So they choose different paths in their career than those that aren't. So there's all these like nuances that mm -hmm. we don't understand. And yet they're going to influence all of our major decisions that we make. So as long as we have an understanding, so if a woman on birth control has an understanding that, hey, this might influence how I feel about my partner and the kind of partner that I attract, we may question a little bit more, or we may have a deeper understanding of like, well, what if I take myself off of birth control for a few months? Will I feel the same? Like all of this is happening in the brain, like our biochemistry is being changed by that little pill. So imagine if the environment isn't optimal, our hormones that are supposed to be working for us, they can also work against us mm -hmm. because of signaling that they're receiving. Yeah. And that's interesting when I think of like how that relates to men too, it's, mm -hmm. you know, we brought up something before uh, just around men needing to take something into completion. So, you know, there's this idea or this um, energy that, that exists and then there needs to be some sort of way to to solve a problem or you know maybe take that energy and go to the gym or, or something like that there's some sort of action that really aligns with that hormonal expression and i think that you know for many men we can also get very one-tracked in our thinking i have this energy it must be given or put towards this it must be put towards productivity and and i think you know in this idea of very um you know high productivity kind of world, we, we kind of lose sense of those signals that our body may be giving us. Mm -hmm. So we may be getting like achy joints. Or we may be feeling like we're really slow to recover after a workout, but we keep pushing it because we're in this mindset. We got to do, we got to take things into completion. And so I think, you know, as part of this conversation that you and I are having, it may also hopefully um, help men step into their, their self-love and self mm -hmm. self-recovery and self-acceptance and knowing when it's time to take a rest day mm -hmm. or when it's time to take that energy that we're feeling and put it into something actually really creative. And it doesn't mm -hmm. have to just be exhausted through physical activity. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that kind of goes into a conversation we've had before too, which we'll go into, I think in further episodes is like the yin and yang within mm. men and women or females and males. Like we all carry those energies, but sometimes a female can be more of that yang energy, which then will deplete our sex hormones. And then a man can maybe more be more too much in the yang. Yeah. And that's going to also deplete. So there's these nuances. Again, if we understand the balance between the two and how we can like step into action and then step into rest and utilize the powers of both, it can create a lot of change. Yeah. So how has understanding hormones helped you deal with me? <laughs> Well, you, you brought up something interesting, which I think is going to tie to what you just asked me. Okay. And that's this idea of change. Like change mm -hmm. is the only constant. Right. It's the only thing that's actually 
you know, we can either move into acceptance that change happens or we don't. So like, you know, in my relationship with you, you changed pre-kids, during kids, post-kids. And, you know, now that our, our boys are eight and 11, it's like we're also now in a phase of our relationship where we're finding more time with one another. Where definitely in the, the younger years, it was like you and baby or me and baby and uh, probably more you and baby, mm-hmm. right? And so I think uh, that idea of, of there's a different season of life and the changes that you go through are going to impact me and vice versa. And I think that many people in relationship when there's not this um, inherent desire for connection, like you and I, you know, despite the craziness, I feel very comfortable and confident that like our compass pointing north is always together mm-hmm. and sometimes we can veer off because we're feeling maybe resentful or challenged or distracted or whatever it may be um but when when whether it comes through an argument or it comes through uh you know like conversations like this where we can actually find our, our compass again because at, at the end of the day we know that you and i thrive when we're in connection mm-hmm you didn't really answer the full question. Can you ask it again so okay. that I can like be more specific? But I just thought that you brought up something really yeah. important with change and, and, and just how relationships change. And are we willing to be steady in that new version mm. of the relationship yeah. as time goes on? So let's relate that to hormones. So you, you spoke about pre-kids for yeah. me. So again, my hormones would have been doing something completely different. Yeah. And then during those early years and you know pregnancy of course hormones are changing but post pregnancy women lose about 15% of their testosterone so what is 1 that? 5 right. 1 5 yeah with each child so if we look at that statistic on its own that's like a big drop in libido mm-hmm. so that's going to change how couples are relating to each other the other thing that happens right after baby is progesterone completely drops and so a lot of women have, you know, those moments of sadness and challenge because there's grief around the body. There's grief around you as a woman, as an individual, because now things have changed, even though there it's a good change, there's a lot that's happening mm-hmm. at that time. And then every level of motherhood, there's levels of grief and re-establishing your relationship with yourself. And in all of that, there's the hormonal chaos. And women today are becoming mothers later in life. Mm-hmm. So our physiology isn't, it's not really catching up to our lifestyle as it should. It might, it might in the next several years or decades or whatever. But at this point, um, you know, starting 35, things start to change in a woman's hormones. But mm-hmm. I had my last child at 35 and some are having them in their 40s. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely ups and downs and things. So how can a couple then in those ups and downs because for men, like we talked about before in uh, one of our videos, um, there's a 24-hour cycle. So there's almost like this reset that you guys get to do yeah. every day, whereas we kind of hover in um, our different phases and e- even during our menstrual cycles. So how can a couple then understand each other more and have patience for these changes during those times? Yeah, I don't know if that was your first question, though. No, it wasn't, yeah. but evolved into that. So well, it's part of it because the question was like, you understanding hormones or having, an, mm-hmm. how has that helped you? Yeah. Because yeah. I know there's been times <laughs> where even though you understand it. There's you, still like a, a, like a desire for things to be a certain way. Yeah. yeah. There's still challenge in yeah. our relationship. For sure. Yeah. 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 
Well, I think that, you know, on an intellectual level, you know, um, we can understand that, okay, so my wife is nursing, she's sleep deprived, she's, you know, still a businesswoman, still, you know, mothering, still being a wife, still doing all the things that she would normally do. Um, that must be really depleting on her hormonal system. I could probably know that cognitively, but I think the emotional body wins mm -hmm. because the, the emotions are so wrapped up in the moment. So I think it takes patience and practice. So, you know, um, um, what I've learned, and I haven't mastered this, but what I've learned is that, you know, having an appreciation of that, I can, I can more, um, more see through your eyes of like probably where you're at and probably look at some of the impact um of of the surroundings the environment um you know maybe even your sleep quality or you know however things even digestion how that's going to impact your hormonal system and so i can intellectually feel that and yet i don't always show up my best emotionally because maybe emotionally i'm i'm sitting in expectation or maybe there's some resentment there or some longing for connection and that may win. And yet at the same time, I can have this dialogue knowing that oh, there's, she's balancing a lot of plates right now. So I, I think that it's, it's an evolving learning experience. But I think that why this conversation is so important, mm -hmm. though, is, is that hopefully, you know, men and women or, you know, whatever your partner uh, is going through, maybe you can appreciate that there's this whole hormonal juggling mm -hmm. experience that's going on and and so i think that's why these conversations are important so mm -hmm. yes it's helped and yes i've had to really learn more about my emotional um, responses to situations and and you know and integrate really this understanding with with my emotional experience what about you like what have you noticed um in your own hormonal education and how mm -hmm. that impacts relationship well i I think there's a difference though. So we were talking about that 24 hour cycle yeah. and we talked about andropause. So okay. there's, there's obvious changes that yeah, yeah. happen through the years, like through your thirties and then forties um, with you. I feel like it's a bit different because I know you take care of your health. So for you, like I know your estrogen's okay. Your testosterone's okay. Um, your mood is usually pretty like happy um there's definitely some challenges that we have with each other that can show up so I don't think I'm I'm fine <laughs> that was the conclusion <laughs> was like... uh really that's fascinating <laughs> how to answer it because I haven't well, thought okay. about it from this perspective okay well let me let me sort of repeat back what you said with okay. regards to cycles because what i noticed for my own self mm -hmm. is that i may i could have a down day i could also be interpreting like my to-do list and feeling more overwhelmed i've come to understand that i'm not going to make decisions based on you know my energy state in a moment mm -hmm. i know that my energy will fluctuate through the day and like depending on how I, if i exercise or how well my exercise was in the morning to hydrate well like i i sort of categorize all these different factors into my ability to like to meet a challenge and the challenge doesn't have to be you mm -hmm. but it could be but it could also be something with work or with patient or the kids or like life or what have you i know that i can come back to a problem Mm -hmm. in an hour two hours another day and actually have a completely different experience of the challenge mm -hmm. even even like you and i so if we're 
like I'm usually just just for the record, as you know, I'm usually the, the one who usually tries to make things better. I'm usually more articulate when it comes to trying to be the problem solver where you're really good at just kind of letting me go through my emotional challenge and you you give me space yeah Mm -hmm. and it irritates me sometimes for sure um but uh but i know that in a little while uh you know there will be a change in that hormonal cycle i will be out of that cortisol dominant state Mm -hmm. which is sort of shutting down testosterone and i can i can fluctuate uh my mood uh, based on what the hormonal rhythm is going to do in that next moment which could be an hour later a day later or what Mm -hmm. have you um, so I noticed for me that sometimes just just waiting, like that you taught me patience and you know sitting with something, it's it's allowed me to actually like appreciate that I can come at a challenge with a different energy altogether. Mm-hmm. So then I guess I will have to admit that I don't always um, tap into that. So if I want oh, something solved in that moment, and that's what's playing out for me. I'm not thinking in my mind, oh, in another hour, maybe I'll bring this up again because the answer might be different. I want it in that moment. Yeah. Mm. So that's where it could be a little bit different for our counterparts. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, if you think about, you know, any, well, let's say you've got a to-do list and, mm. and, and something on the list requires efforts on my part. You're busy in your list and you want to check some boxes off. Mm-hmm. Me, I've got a whole different experience going on. Yeah, I'll give you an example. (laughs) We've been talking about the kids doing extra soccer classes. Right. And I think I've brought it up now four, maybe five times. Right. And it's still hovering in my mind. Because it's not, it hasn't gone to completion. It hasn't gone to completion. Right. And I've put it on you to bring it to completion because you brought it up. And every time Mm -hmm. I bring it up, you say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to look into that. Yeah. So then what does one do with that? Because your 24-hour cycle has already come and gone. It's, it's exhausted itself. <laughs> for several weeks. Yeah. So what do we do with that Yeah. in a relationship? Well, I mean, not to break down that particular, you know, that one scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would, you know, often I think what I say is that, you know, when, I mean, on my end, it all has to do with prioritization. So that's clearly, you know, on your end, it's like, why the hell does he need to solve this problem yet or Mm -hmm. this situation? And on my end, it's not high enough on my priority list to to be top of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, not going into details. They're already in soccer. They're they're in swimming. Like there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Not anymore. But now it's it's the holidays, right? This is this is the other difference, right? Male, female brains. And we'll go into this in some other episodes too, that um, for female brain, like we're always crossing between the left and right hemisphere. Yeah, We have all these different tracks going on. So in October, I'm already thinking about what they're doing in January because I know I need to get organized. Whereas for you guys, the one track, you're either on the left side or you're either on the right side. So it's very in the moment, which is like a blessing. And what we have is also a blessing, but it can also be challenging when you come together and trying to build a life together mm-hmm. and create that balance. For sure. Yeah. So definitely we'll be talking more and more about these things because mm-hmm. those are also influenced by our emotions, which are also influenced by our hormones. Yeah. And you brought up resentment because that's a huge one that can start to show up in a relationship mm-hmm. when these needs that we have are not being met in a sense that I have a certain way I want to move through life and you have a certain way that 
supports your operation. And if that's not syncing up together, that's what creates a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then it creates the rise in the cortisol. And then it creates down regulation of all of our sex hormones. And then now, th- now there's disconnect mm-hmm. within our own physiology, but also in the relationship. So mm-hmm. these are things that I think are going to be really important to talk about in the coming podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's close out this podcast with mm-hmm. just, um, you mentioned after I asked you a question that you basically, you got, you had everything sorted out. Well, now right? I, realize I probably don't. <laughs> so what, what is, okay. So let's go back to that original mm-hmm. question. Knowing what you know about the hormonal system in relationship, how's that serving you and helping you understand me? Mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. like a dynamic that can play out yeah so me understanding me helps me navigate my responses that are going on in my mind at certain times of my cycle so i know right after a bleed um my responses to you are very different in my mind there's more patience there's more understanding but as soon as i ovulate and i'm stepping into more of that progesterone zone that patience is a little bit lower. I want more space. Um, I'm looking at things very differently. So there's more reactivity. So I know in those two weeks, I have to pause more before speaking. Mm. So that's how it's helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so are you successful? And really not always. Well, yeah. I feel but like I, it's getting you, better. You also include me in the conversation a little bit. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, I even try to include the boys. Yeah. Um, especially right before my period or during of like, these are the things that are happening so that they start to understand too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's beautiful. I mean, the challenge really is, you know, again, we, we sort of in earlier on, we we're talking about education in these younger generations and obviously anyone who's tuning in, hopefully they also, you know, reflect on their own experiences and just how like you know if there's a, a con one constant that's changed mm-hmm. and that things change throughout a month they can change throughout their day for, for maybe more more frequently for men maybe than women um there's more predictable patterns maybe in in women than there is men obviously there can be variation there too but um i think it's interesting uh, to really dial that back to how we're interpreting our own hormonal rhythms within and then and then understanding that someone else is also going through their own hormonal rhythm and then trying to find a way to make peace with both and then still make an opportunity for connection mm-hmm. that's a dance it is a dance yeah yeah so just learning how to be in rhythm with that dance mm-hmm. yeah so we got some work to do yeah okay i love you love you too <laughs>